Welcome to Roto Imbeciles, another Sunday night. I can't believe it's already June 27th. That's the right date. That's unbelievable. June 27th, this year's flying by. I'll tell you something. Don't tell me when you guys heard this song. You weren't singing, chewing on a piece of grass, walking down the roadway. Walking down the road. singing that as kids. Chewing on a piece of grass, walking down the road. Tell me how long you're gonna stay here, Joe. I mean, come on. America, they had to be, they had to be tripping. 
some of those songs. Horse with no name. I mean, come on. But it really was. As uh, Matt Hooper just said, uh, Ventura Highway would not be as hot as Pittsburgh. I'll tell you, it was, it was hot on that golf course today. My back eight, my back eighteen there, my last, my fourth nine. It was like ninety-two degrees. I grabbed the cart on the last nine. Thank God, I saw some bad play. And that last nine of the week, you get to really think of what the hell. Oh, thank you, Matt. What the hell am I going to talk about for ninety minutes? I mean, can I just play music? Would that be right? Would that be fair? Uh, no, no. That's, and guess Sonia, it's always a pleasure to see you. And we did have a good time, you know, even though you're a big Jacob DeGrom lover. I mean, no one, and it would hurt me a little bit that no one could say anything bad about Jacob DeGrom. Or or should they? He gave up his first earned run in what? And, and guess Sonia, you know this. His first earned run in, what, 35 innings in his last start? Who has that, that record? I think is Oral Hershiser. Didn't he break, break Don Drysdale's record? Like, what would Hershiser have, like, 58 and two-thirds innings? I'm guessing. But it's something like that. I mean, that's a lot of freaking innings. What, what would that be, basically? That What's eight times seven? It's 56. That's like eight complete game, eight consecutive complete game shutouts. Really? No, I didn't accuse him of using. I'm saying he could be. That's all. I'm, I think in gray. I'm not thinking the black and white. Of course, the Grom's the best pitcher in baseball. And probably the best pitcher, I'll tell you, he's having the best season. You can't say, can you say since Bob Gibson, what was that, 1969, when he had a 112 ERA for the season, and he had like 13 consecutive complete games, and the one game wasn't a complete game, he pitched 10 innings in, in like a 15-inning game, and I think he had 10 shutouts. In that 13th start period, they said he hit for a higher average than the average he gave up to hitters during that time. And that was amazing. Pedro Martinez has had some times of passion in his career. He really, Pedro Martinez, if you, anybody looks at his numbers, and if he wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer, I don't know who is. I'm not saying Jacob DeGrom will be. Just my feeling on DeGrom is right now as we sit here, he just hasn't done it long enough. And I know you could say Koufax had like the six great years or five phenomenal years. I don't know if anyone will ever have those kind of, those kind of five years again. And he retired at the age of 30. I mean, Koufax, his numbers, if, if he didn't, you know, have the bad wing, his numbers could have been some of the greatest of all time, Sandy Koufax. Uh, yeah, no, he's... Uh, yeah, Leonard. I like. I was a big Leonard Skinner guy. A lot of them uh, didn't make it out of that plane crash, if I remember correctly. So I'm thinking, you know, on my back nine today. You know, what are we going to talk about? Our FAAB for the week. We do. I got. To, I got some offers. I'm, I may save that for a little later. I got a couple of offers and Thomas's uh, NL only, and we should talk about that. Of course, guess Sonia, we're going to talk about uh, the Mets. I think the Mets are still in first place. It's a tough division this year with the Nationals, the Phillies, the Braves, the Mets all battling it out. It's too bad you can't take all four teams into the playoffs there. King Hap, of course, the great King Hap. I'm, I'm just enjoying a, a can, a really 
of Lemon Hazel IPA Leinenkugel. And like King Hap and some of the other greats on this site, Daniel Ferrara, Malpal, we all like it in the can. And that's what I'm having right now, a cold can of Leinenkugel. And it won't be my last beer tonight, believe me. Coming off the golf course, I'll tell you, I probably lost about eight pounds today. I've actually, you know, stupidly, and I don't know why I wasn't trying to, I lost 20 pounds in the last, about since June 1st, let's say. And as my wife would say, it's like dropping a deck chair off the Titanic, which is true. It really is. I was, I was always a fan of Gomer Pyle, myself, the, great, the late great Jim Neighbors, of course. But talking about uh, since June 1st, when I, I have, I was, I was about 190 pounds at June 1st. I was like King Half. I was like 190. Now I'm a more taco-like 173, basically, a more, much more taco-like Malpal 173, kind of like you in a way. Since June 1st, so I did, I got a few stats real quick. You know, I had five minutes before just to get on the site and check site, uh, check stats. John Birdie, who I picked up in, I'm in first place in, in a league, believe it or not. I'm in first place, actually, in a couple leagues, an AL only uh, and an NL only. But in this particular NL only, let me see if I can get my team up here. Um, sorry, it's taking a minute here. I've got to get some of the uh, sites. Uh, let's see. Not this Thomas's league, right? Thomas's league, I've actually made a move. I have 66 points. I'm in ninth place. A week ago... At this time, I was in 12th place with 57. I don't know if I'm doing better or the other teams are doing worse, but the one league I'm in first place right now by 12 points. And I've really, you know, I drafted in this league. And you could say, yeah, I made a nice trade in the offseason. I got Max Muncy and uh, I got another, I got Christian Walker, who's not actually not even in my lineup right now. I should put him in. I can't. I'm, I'm a little too late because... From what I read today, Eduardo Escobar is not in the lineup tonight because they expect a trade to the White Sox involving Eduardo Escobar. And I do have him in 2NL only. And I know Lenny doesn't like this. I do. You play in an NL only, you lose your guys if they get traded. And I know that's bad luck. And believe me, that's going to affect me because Eduardo Escobar is actually, what is he at, 15 homers up? I'm guessing 51 RBIs, something like that. I mean, the guy's had a great season, but he's not in the lineup. So I read on a couple sites right before I got on that uh, they're uh, in talks with the White Sox. And for the White Sox, that's a pretty good move with Nick Madrigal out for the season. Eduardo Escobar is a pretty good player. I know he had a great year two years ago. He'll never do that again. What did he have, like 118 RBIs and 35 homers. That's when everybody, Eric Sogard, for God's sake, said 13 homers or something like that. But and people were wondering. I got Max Muntz and Christian Walker in the offseason. I kept Nick Castellanos and Colton Wong. And people were wondering why. And I know Lenny likes Colton Wong, as do I. And he's been hurt a bit this year. Um, Colton Wong, right now, is day to day, of course. That, oh, it's always next to Colton Wong's name, is the red DTD. But when he's been out there, he's been pretty good. I kept Colton Wong. I kept Nick Castellanos. I drafted Jesus Aguilar. 
Tommy Pham, Andrew McCutcheon, Kyle Schwarber for $12, Justin Turner, Freddie Freeman. And in this league, I was in sixth place for the longest time, coming into June. And these, especially, especially, Kyle Schwarber has 13 homers in his last 14 games. I'm, I'm in, I was in fifth place in home runs two weeks ago. I'm now 14 ahead of the guy behind me. I'm 14 ahead in runs. The only thing that's holding me back in that league is stolen bases. I did pick up John Birdie, who I mentioned, and he stole a base today. John Birdie is pretty good to pick up. He was on the waiver wire in this 11-team league. Uh, I also drafted Richard Rodriguez, Brad Hand, Charlie Morton, Chris Paddock. Freddie per- I kept Freddie Peralta and Kyle Hendricks. This wasn't the team I thought it would be. I kept Giovanni Gallegos. I drafted Taiwan Walker. I picked up Drew Smiley. I picked up Hassan Kim, who hasn't really done He's on my bench. And I'm hoping to win that league. And it's a nice payout for that league. I know I saw that, Matt. I know we need, what do we, I would rather lose by two points than lose by 30, Daniel. Because then I thought I was in it the whole time. And you know what? It's, it's a lot easier, Daniel, in my opinion. It, I only played one head-to-head season. And I, I did really well. I don't know. It was like 26 categories. It was freaking weird. I, I might, I, if I didn't win it, I think I came to the finals that year. This is going back, I'd say, 15 or 16 years in that head-to-head. There's categories for everything. Singles, doubles, you know, triples, walks, of course, which should be. I like walks as a category. I like the patient man. The Greek god of walks, Kevin Euclid. Yeah, King Hap. Oh, King Hap, come on. King Hap and I, we should play in a league together. We should, but well, I'll tell you, in my, and I'm probably in third or fourth place in that 15-team redraft I do every year. I did draft Max Scherzer, number 25, who was my first starter. Max Scherzer to date. I'm going to give his stats. He has a 2.14 ERA. Pitch today, pitch six. I think six shutout innings today. He has an 085 whip, 119 strikeouts, 20 walks, and 88 in the third innings. And it kind of hearkened me to think, is Max Scherzer a Hall of Famer? And I'd like to look at the stats. I know I should have. I just didn't have the time today coming home from work. I, I really wanted to look at this. Max Scherzer over his career. I just want want to see his numbers. I know he doesn't have the Justin Verlander type totality. He has 182 wins, Max Scherzer. 318 ERA, a 109 whip, 2,896 strikeouts coming into today. Um, yeah, my, I'm voting for Max Scherzer. He had eight straight seasons of over 231 strikeouts, including one year of 300 strikeouts. Uh, yeah. Max Scherzer's a Hall of Famer. In my book, he led the NL in wins four times, in complete games three times, shutouts twice, innings pitched twice, strikeouts three times. Believe it or not, home runs allowed once, in batter's face twice, in FI, the all-important fielding independent pitching, uh, one time in 2019. And he's a seven-time All-Star, three-time Cy Young winner, two times in the top three Cy Youngs, five times in the top five. So can we say, yeah, his eyes are in a Hall of Fame. They should be. Definitely. 
I think in life, Mal pal, and I'm just saying in life in general, we could tell, we could say to King Hap to do better. And here's some kind of news in the league. I don't think anyone in the chat room is in this league with me. Uh, I don't think Gessonia's in this league with me. Um, on Saturday morning, and a great song, and I know Matt doesn't like this singing. I don't blame him. Come Saturday morning. I forget who did that song. That was a great song. Back from the late 60s. Ba-da-da-da-da with my friends. I forget who did that. If someone wants to post it. I was in 10th place in Storks League. It was the first time since the third day of the season that I was in, not in 12th place. That was yesterday morning. Come Saturday morning. I was ahead of two teams. Well, today, before I got on, I checked the standings. I am now in ninth place. I'm ahead of three teams. Of course, I'm only a point and a half ahead of those other teams. This would be the greatest comeback of all time. It's not going to happen, of course. But come on. I don't know. And well, I was talking about who's in the Hall of Shame today. Who's Cole now? Not Cole, Sols. Oh, Garrett Cole. Yeah, I'm wondering about the spin rate now. I saw that. He gave up like six runs, five earned, I believe. Garrett Cole. I'm wondering now. That's going to bring up questions now about the spin rate. If it wasn't, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to throw, throw Garrett Cole under the bus, of course. But could it be? I mean, what did he do? Let me, let me just see if I can get some stats up here. For Garrett Cole today. I'm sorry. This just takes a minute. Uh, Garrett Cole, do I have it? Five innings, eight hits, five earned runs, six total runs, two walks, and six strikeouts. He does have a 266 ERA, does Garrett Cole. And his official catcher, one for two, Kyle Higashioka. And that's, that's a hard uh, name to pronounce. And Tom's league, though... Um, Antonio the Thomas Promise, Tom Matera. Now, it's weird. I get on, you know, I'm not, I'm out all week, basically. He offers me the following. Alex Reyes, Alec Bohm, and Dalton Varsha, who's basically a nobody in an NL only if you have a one, in a one-catcher league, because I already have Omar Narvaez in that league, and Austin Nola on the IL. And he offered me those three players for Manny Machado. And I'm thinking about it. I just got an email. It was kind of late. Then I get another email from Thomas that the offer was rescinded. And I'm saying to myself, it was literally three minutes. And I'm saying to myself, oh, I love the Astros. Come on. It's a great team this year. They could go. They could win it this year. Uh, I'm not sure what I was would do. I only had like a minute and a half to think about it. And then it, the notice comes up the trade was uh, call back. Alex Reyes. Alec Bohm. I could, I could have used a closer. And Dalton Varsho for Manny Machado. I don't think it's an unfair trade. Some might say that's a lot for Manny Machado. Not to forget it's an NL only. And I know Alex Reyes is 18 for 18 and saved. We could say that. And I could use a closer. And Alec Bohm is starting to hit a little. But And Dalton Varsho, I mean, he's a nice guy. Not only would I have to do that three for one. I'd have to drop two guys. So, you know, people, I don't know if they look at look at it that way. 
I'd have to lop two guys off my roster there. So, like I said, I wasn't sure what I would have done. Uh, and then later in the week, and this, I thought this was, not that the, he wanted my, not Thomas, another owner wanted my Tony Gonsolin, who's a pretty good pitcher, and offered me Patrick Wisdom, who, Patrick Wisdom has basically had his 15 minutes of fame, as we say, had that great week, right? He had like one of the greatest weeks of his career, going back to 8th, 7th, and 8th grade traveling baseball. He really did. I mean, come on. King Hap knows. Because King Hap every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock has that. A great night for everybody. It's, incidentally, tune into King Hap and Taco every Wednesday night on this very network. And you can hear also some of the hottest women, not Taco, that ever lived. And I was offered Patrick Wisdom for Tony Gonsolin. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Tony Gonsolin hasn't done much. But in an NL only, he has a little more value while Patrick Wisdom's time, I mean, he's kind of turned into a pumpkin. And I spent two weeks ago, as I posted, $43 in one of my leagues on Patrick Wisdom. It might have been my Dynasty League. I don't, I don't know why I would have done that. I think it was my Redraft League, not my Dynasty League. I, I don't Patrick Wisdom. So my wisdom wasn't there, but I turned down that offer. And I, and I don't do this often where it says, you know, counter-offer, and I press counter-offer. I didn't even know what I was getting into. I say, I'll do Brendan Rodgers for Tony Gonsolin, which I think is fair. Because I, in that league, I have three or four corner guys. I really need, because um, my starting second baseman is a guy named John Villar, who was put on a 10-day IL, so I could use a second baseman. I said, and that's the thing about trades. If you look at a team and you make an offer, know what the guy needs it. I didn't need a corner guy. And definitely not Patrick Wisdom. I could have used Brendan Rodgers. The guy never got back to me. So I don't even know. But I didn't do that trade. And I'm never going to do that trade. Come on. It's a terrible trade. Now, what about today? This is kind of... Yeah, I I saw uh, Hector Santiago today did get tossed for foreign substances. And I don't know where they were located, what they were. Hector Santiago, let me tell you, he needs all the help he could get. He was a decent pitcher. What did he pitch for the White Sox and the, the Mariners? He's been all over the place. Maybe the Mets. I don't even know where he is now, honestly. I know he's pitching somewhere. Maybe the, is he on the Astros? I'm guessing. I have no, I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, they probably said to him, I don't even know what team he's on. They probably The management said, Hector, the only way you, you're effective is to get some foreign substance in your glove. If you get caught, fine. You get to 10 days, we'll pay you. We'll pay you. But just go out there. We need innings. But it didn't work out that way. And Daniel, um, did anybody ever hear of a guy? And this was interesting today. A guy, he's a Pittsburgh pitcher named Max Kranick. K-R- A-N-I-C-K. And MLB.com, I go to the site yesterday when they say they're going to call up this guy named Max Kranich, who, I'll be honest, wasn't that familiar with him. I kind of heard of him. And MLB.com has Kranich as the 26th rated prospect on the Pirates. I mean, come on. That's like on this network being the 26th best podcaster, which I've been 
when there's been a bunch of guys podcasting. Now I think I'm in the top eight or ten at least. But how can you be the top 26 prospect on your own team? I could see being a top 26 prospect in the division. I'll accept that. But what does he do today? What does Max Kranick do? This is unbelievable. He pitches five perfect innings. 15 up and 15 down in his Major League debut with three strikeouts. And then it comes a rain delay. He, I think he threw 58 pitches at five innings. This guy could have pitched a perfect game. But the rain delay. So what does Derek Shelton do? He doesn't bring him back out. And Pittsburgh isn't going anywhere. Oh, I tell you. You, you said that the other day, Mal, pal. Cement would be hard, though. I'll tell you something. If you cement the baseball, not only would it be hard to hit, I think it would be harder to throw. I really do. And somebody's highlighting Jake McGee, Tim Anderson, for some reason, Daniel. And that's fine. I, mean, I love Tim Anderson, of course. What happened there? What did I, do? What did I miss? Who's your Vladi, though? I love that. That's a great name of a team. Max Kranick goes five perfect innings. Think about that. And is that FAAB going to be high for Max Kranick? Are guys in a $1,000 FAAB with $876, do you think somebody won't throw $230 on them? I do. I'm not, but I think it could happen. Pittsburgh also signed Shelby Miller to a minor league contract yesterday. He's given up seven earned runs and seven hits, two walks and two winnings for the Cubs this year. So I guess Pittsburgh is just pulling out all stops. Uh, and how about John Gant in his last four starts? Well, first of all, yesterday, the announcement of Shelby Miller and right underneath was the Cardinals' announcement that John Gant would be moved to the bullpen. So, and, and it's rightfully so in his last four starts. John Gant has a 11.57 ERA and a 2.0 whip. Five home runs allowed in 14 innings, 11 strikeouts and 14 walks. Those are pretty bad numbers. And guys, I know that picked up John Gant earlier when he was actually doing well. Hopefully they dropped him by now. Like a bad habit. Is that something you could say? You dropped him. Love Chicago. It took him 15 years to make the Hall of Fame in rock and roll. Kind of like Jack Morris. First July 11, Chicago. for my podcast to do not only a song by Chicago, but a song called Old Days. Did anybody ever hear of a guy named Tony Campana? I mean, of course, most of the guys on the site should have. Tony Campana. Can, we, can anybody talk about that? I did an article about Tony Campana, and I couldn't find it. I looked it up on my old website before it went to Facebook 11 years ago, and... 
I'm looking at, there's got to be 300 pages on it. I'm scrolling and scrolling. I wrote an article about Tony Campana to, and quoting, uh, what's his name? Now, I can't even remember the guy's name. Uh, uh, the detective writer in the 40s and 50s, Marlowe, maybe, down these streets. And that's how it starts, I forget. And I describe Tony Campana that way. Well, I know some guys, I, I might have been on Lenny's show. Some guys were talking about Tony, Man, uh, Tony Mancini, Trey Mancini, possibly being a, a trade victim. I can't see Baltimore doing that. It's the best player on their team, except for right now, Cedric Mullins. But Tony, getting back to Tony Campana, and I thought he retired like five years ago. He announced his retirement from baseball yesterday. He last played in the majors in 2014 with the Angels and the Diamondbacks. He had a four-year career from 2011 to 2014. And I was a big Tony Campana guy. I think he hit one home run in his major league career. And that was, an I think, and I could be wrong, I think it was an inside-the-park homer. In 438 at-bats in the majors, he had 70 runs. That one homer and 16 RBIs. But why we all drafted Tony Campana in NL only was the steals. And he stole 66 bases. I think he had a 30 stolen base season in his rookie year, Tony Campana. Yeah, I think his one home run. And he hit two home runs in the minors. Also, Tony Campana was a little guy. He's a small guy. He wasn't like King Happy. He was the antithesis of King Happy. He played for the Cubs and played for the Angels for a little bit. He played for... The Diamondbacks, the Diamondbacks could use him right now. Uh, had nine, he was only caught stealing nine times in 75 attempts, had 103 career strikeouts and 27 walks. I think if he walked more, he would have stayed in the majors a little longer because he, was a, he stole 30 bases as a rookie, I remember, maybe 25 in his second year. And he didn't play much after that, a 583 OPS. And I, was, I actually Googled on MLB... Uh, Baseball reference, uh, his stats, and what he's been doing. He's been in the Mexican League since 2018. And he brings, I guess he, he I mean, if you're in the Mexican League, you, you got to bring your own water. Or you have to have like a Poland spring dispenser in your house. And have the guys like every month bring you three five liter uh, bottles of it. And those are heavy. I'll tell you something. Yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping honestly... For the Orioles organization that they don't move Trey Mancini. I want to get on, though, real quick on another site just to see if there was any movement on Eduardo Escobar right now, who I own in 2NL only. I also own him in my redraft league, which doesn't matter. That's mixed. Uh, let's see if we can get any news on Eduardo Escobar here. I'll go to Roto World, not Roto Imbeciles. Uh, wow, Shohei Otani. Three for four, solo homer, three RBIs. He's probably, he could be, and let's think about this. Well, imagine if a guy ever won in the same year, the Cy Young and the MVP. I'm not saying he would do that. He's hitting 277, and he has a, I got to add it in my head here, a 1.031 OPS, 52 runs, 25 homers, 59 RBIs, and 11 stolen bases. This is unreal. They don't have his pitching stats here, but. Just the hitting stats alone, he's a top three or four in the MVP. A guy named Phil Gonsolin is hitting 341 and had a home run today. 
a three a go ahead homer, three for four. Phil Gonsolin actually could be worthy of a spot in AL only. And in that game, Rysel Iglesias collected his 13th save with a four, via a four out uh, of the four out variety. Let's say Ronald Lacuna hit a home run. Ronald Lacuna is another guy that you know we're t- we talk about lately. Kyle Schwarber, uh, Ronald Lacuna, and of course Fernando Tatis uh, and his 25 homers, hitting 282 with a 991 OPS, 61 runs, 21 homers, 47 RBIs, and 16 stolen bases. And I recommended drafting, and I don't know if I was right or wrong. But I recommended drafting Ronald Acuna and Fernando Tatis before Jacob DeGrom. I really did. Even though he, Jacob DeGrom was drafted number three overall. That was the league that Trey Turner was drafted first overall. And Jacob DeGrom went number three. I got Mookie Betts at six. Yes, if I had to do it over again, I might have gone somewhere else. Not Kyle Schwarber, of course. Imagine that. Taking Kyle Schwarber with the sixth overall pick and winning the league. I don't think that could be done. I mean, maybe. But come on. Can that be done? But Tony Campana. I re- my biggest Tony Campana memory, besides the article I wrote about, and it was a pretty... I did a lot of research on Tony Campana, and he was a cancer survivor as a kid, I remember. I don't have that article in front of me, unfortunately. I would have actually put it out on the, in the chat room right now. I mean, yeah, nobody who reads those things. It's, it's not like war and peace, of course. It's something like if, if you're using the bathroom later and you're in there for five minutes, you might want you'd scroll through it. And if I ever find that article, and it's out there somewhere, and I'll find it. I'm going to put it in the chat room at some point. So if you see that article, it's about Tony Campana. Well, years ago, in my 11-expert league, and at that time it was 12 experts and me. And the one of the 12 guys passed away, and they made it now 11 experts and me. But one of the guys who I still play with in that league, I'm not going to mention his name because he's kind of known to the fantasy world as, let's say, a chiseler. I get, I get, I've never emailed this guy. I email him, I say, what would you want? He has Tony Campana for like four bucks. And I'm saying to myself, what would you want for Tony Campana? And the guy's a scrub, basically. I'm there for his 20 stolen bases. He says to me, I'll take Sergio Romo for him. And now at the time, Sergio Romo was the closer for the San Francisco Giants. And I, I'm saying to myself, I never even got back to the guy. He's still in the league with me. I'm not going to mention his name because some people would know the name. And some people on this site actually like this guy. I'm going to say I've never talked to him since. I've seen him in the draft. And I'll say a quick hello. I've never sit near the guy. But Sergio Romo for Tony Campana. What was I missing? Right there. Never exchanged an email with the guy since. And that was the first one I ever did. Yeah, we need. I'll tell you, Yasmani Grandal uh, hit a couple homers this week. I think he's up to like 180. Mal Pal, for the season. I had some other news this week. The Giants, speaking of the San Francisco Giants, released Justin Bohr. And a lot of us didn't probably even realize that he was on the team, did we? Justin Bohr? 
bat at 213 with their AAA team in 108 at-bats, 18 runs. Not a bad power numbers, 18 runs, 6 homers, 17 RBIs, 30 strikeouts and 20 walks, uh, and a 772 on-base slugging. But now what we remember Justin Bohr as a power hitter from 2015 to 2018 is a great platoon player, mostly with the Marlins, where he averaged 372 at-bats and had an 815 OPS in those seasons. 21 homers, 66 RBIs, and 48 walks. That's what you want for your, from your platoon first baseman. That's getting 370 at-bats a year. Yeah, now, uh, Grandel right now, he's having the best week of his season. I think he's still in the middle of his that four-year deal he signed with the White Sox. And I'm not saying Grandel's a bad player, and he's probably a top six fantasy catcher in the majors, even though he's hitting like 180, because he hits from both sides of the plate. He plays almost every day somewhere. DH, first base, or catcher. He's one of the few catchers in baseball, Yasmani Grandel, that you can count on close to 500 at-bats. Used to be Yadier Molina. I mean, there's very few now. Who else can we say? What catchers can you say can almost get up 500 times, Daniel Ferrara? Maybe Real Muto is one of them. Uh, oh, my God. This is... This is like a list you look at when you go into the post office. Spencer Howard. Oh, Kyle Freeland. He's been terrible. Whenever I see the name right now, Daniel, I want to throw up in my mouth. What's Morgan's first name? Is it Elliot Morgan? I see the E. Morgan. I mean, he's he's Wade LeBlanc. Didn't he play Joey and Friends? Come on. That's ridiculous. I, I think you better would. I mean, if, gun to my head. Gun to my head, Daniel. It's the only way I would pick one of these guys. I mean, this is, come on. This list, you might as well put, I would pick, let me tell you, this is how bad this list is. I would pick Martin Perez before any of these guys. If he's on the free agent market, pick up Martin Perez. I know, I would, I'm thinking of Morgan. It's his first name, Elliot Morgan. It's something weird. It's not like Eddie Morgan. E, I mean, you know, it, it's Enrico. It's not something like that, Enrique. No, it's, I think it's Elliot. I'm not even... Elliot Stabler. I love that show. Law and Order. What's that? Criminal... What's that? Law and Order. You know, about the mafia. You know, syndicate. I don't, I don't remember. I'd rather have Eichhoff than any of those guys. Absolutely, Andrea. That might be the smartest thing you've ever said in your life, Andrea. I'd rather have Jared Eichhoff. Just to say his name. The other pitcher for I'd rather have the other guy. What's his name? Tyler something. Spells it weird. T-Y-L-O-R. Spells it weird. I'd rather have that guy than any of these guys. Is it Enrico Plotz? Yeah. I think that's your stage name. I'd rather have King... No, I don't know about King Hap. I'll put it on that list. And go with me on this. Dan, Dan, I'm okay. I know a little bit. I know about as much as King Hap. I would take Spencer Howard. I know. Dangerous. Who's the guy for the Mets? He might be a free agent. Tyler something. What's his name? I forget his name. Tyler. It's, I'm, gonna, I'm putting his first name in caps here. Because I'm yelling it. Tyler. Something. Something. Something in the way she moves. Attracts me like no other lover. 
I, I can't even get there. Wait. I'm so excited. Who is the guy? Do I have to look it up? Tyler something. No, not wait. Let me say this. Malpal, I'd rather have an open spot for the rest of my life than take Wade LeBlanc. He's terrible. Come on. I got to Google this guy. Tyler. Tyler Meagill. That's his name. Tyler Meagill. You got to take this guy if he's available. And trust me, Daniel. And then if... If, if he's not available and Jared Eichhoff is, I'd take him second. I really would. I'd take this guy first. I don't think I'd take King Hat before any of these guys, Andrea, but maybe before Wade LeBlanc. He's terrible. I'd rather take Matt LeBlanc than Wade LeBlanc. Even, a little chubby. Matt LeBlanc, I'll tell you, he should have a way off with Daniel Vogelback. It would be close. It really would. Um, the last time that we did see Justin Bohr was 2019 with the Angels, and he was productive in 151 at-bats. He only hit 172, but he did hit eight homers and 26 RBIs. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to throw this out there. Wait, first of all, Daniel, post me if Tyler McGill is available. And then you could sing this song. Just sing this. I know, Matt, Matt, turn this down for a minute. We've got a gorilla for sale, Magilla, gorilla for sale. Won't you buy him, take him home and try him, gorilla for sale. Okay, we'll do, we'll do the rest of that song later, but uh, Adam Wainwright. What's happened to Adam Wainwright? What's, he's a guy I would check a little bit for spin rates. This week alone, I have him in my dynasty league, Adam Wainwright. He's been pretty good and he's in my lineup. Oh, oh this was great. Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen, man. He was a serious actor until at the end of his career, he was, we realized what a great comedic actor Leslie Nielsen was. He really was. What a great actor he was. But what about Adam Wainwright? What's, what's, what's he putting on his hands? This week, 13 innings, 9 hits, 2 earned runs, 19 strikeouts, and 4 walks. That's pretty, that would be pretty good for Max Scherzer, for God's sake. So we're talking about 39-year-old Adam Wainwright. And something to think about. I should have put his stats down. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Is Adam Wainwright a Hall of Famer? I don't have his stats in front of me. I'm, I'm guessing. Does he have 175 wins or something, something like that? I mean, Adam Wainwright's been pretty good. And he was hurting. He missed a whole season and a half. He's been pretty good, Adam Wainwright. Let's throw it out there to the chat room. Is he a Hall of Famer? And I asked Mac, Max Scherzer should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But... So a guy that's not going to be a Hall of Famer, but he's had a pretty good last three starts. And it's a guy I really, I was telling Andrea, somehow get me this guy. His last three starts, Luis Castillo, 20 innings, 15 hits, two earned runs, 13 strikeouts and five walks. I pick this guy up right now. I'm stopping. Yeah, I'm stopping the chat room. Did you pick him up? And trust me, he might only have one start, but you only want the one start, you said. And I would go McGill in this order and Jared Eikhoff, as Andrea pointed out. I would do that. That's a good, that might, this is your, this is your, a winner right here. That's a winner for you. But Luis Castillo, I've been trying to get him in every league. His ERA is down to 514. By the time you can get him, you're going to have to pay him a million dollars. His ERA is going to be like 372. Or something. Yeah, Luis Castillo. Oh, well, if he's available, 
I would take Luis Castillo before any of the guys we talked about, but he can't be available in that league. That that's crazy talk. Because if you're putting guys up, I don't I don't even don't even see that with Tab anymore. But guys like Wade LeBlanc and Jake Faria and freaking Michael King and Kyle Friedland. There's no way Luis Castillo is available in that league. I've been trying to get Castillo for weeks now, but everybody wants top dollar for him still. And I'll tell you, in another two weeks, you're going to get top dollar again for him. I tried to really get in low on Louis, And I posted it here and talked about it in the chat room over the weeks. I've been trying, and I talked to Andrea, somehow get me Luis Castillo. I, 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 didn't, I told you this, Mal Pal, I didn't like the cutting, the cutting of... Eduardo Rodriguez. I didn't like that in AL only. In a mixed league, yeah, we could. We're talking something different. But in your AL only, yeah. But now, because that's the problem. That's how you win fantasy leagues. You have to get a guy. You have to buy low on a guy. Like in the league, I'm in, in the NL only. I'm in first place. It costs me pennies on a dollar to get Kyle Schwarber. Twelve dollars. Because he hit like 180 last year and he went to the Nationals. And no one thought Kyle Schwarber was going to mean anything. Not even his family. Jock Peterson, one throwout, let's say before, and we did this draft online, Kyle Schwarber went for 20. And I was prepared to go to 20 for Kyle Schwarber. Jock Peterson, for goodness sake, went for $20. With the promise he's going to play every day. The guy has a lifetime 170 batting average against left-handed pitching. Come on. Don't get me going. No, I'm a big, you know, I write, you know, I get on a few with the, in the side, when I can with Lenny. And one, one thing I do when Lenny's on, I get a pencil and paper. Because let me tell you something, and honestly, and it's the way we all are, one out of 20 things Lenny says is great. And I'm writing everything down. And I'll go over it during the week. And I'll use it on my podcast. That one out of 20 things, that's gold. It's pure gold. The other 19 things, it's like my podcast. They don't mean anything. I always tell people on a golf course, write down everything I say. Because one day, something I just said is going to come in handy. Not today. Of course. And Andrea made a great point. You get a decent, and well, in Dynasty. I'm, to, I'm more talking about NL or AL only. Yeah, I mean, if a guy's in last place, but like I said, it works both ways. A guy in the middle of the standings last week when I was in last place by 10 points offered me, and I said this on a site, Hugh Oscar Yanoa for Cody Bellinger, saying to himself, you have a good keeper for $2 next year, and you're not going anywhere. I'm in ninth place now. Even though that doesn't mean anything, I'm going to win that league. What about that? And I'm going to post on the, on in the chat room for the whole year. I'm in ninth place now. Of course, today I went two for 25. Sandy Alcantara pitched his worst game of the year, and I got a save from Archie Bradley. I got a home run from Kevin Pillar. That's how bad that team is. I have to start Kevin Pillar in the outfield on that team. Come on. You can't win. I mean, I'm saying Kevin Pillar is not. Kevin Pillar is a good real player. I'm just not thinking he's a good fantasy player. Is he? 
Maybe he is. I don't know. But yeah, Tyler Miguel, that's our guy, Daniel. And we'll we'll post on the site how we how he's uh, doing. Yeah, Hunter Green. I'll tell you something. If you if you're in it, if you're in it, Daniel, that might be a good way to get a good guy. But you know, if you have to, obviously, you know, you have to have a chance to win it. Because, you know, those guys, eventually, if you live long enough in a dynasty league, that's why I don't get many of these young... I did put in for a couple... I forget who. I'll post next week. I did put in for a couple guys in my dynasty... In my, in my dynasty league this week, Joe Panic went for eight. Now, I'm saying I didn't pick up Joe Panic, But why in a dynasty league? Unless every one of your middle infielders is hurt. Why are you spending $8 on Joe Panic? Panic, not to rhyme with Max Cranick, who pitched 15 up and 15 down today before the rain delay. Alec Mills went for 13. And here's a, what's this, this guy I think's a reliever on the Nationals. Paolo Espino went for 11. Somebody knows something there. Is Brad Hand getting moved? Kaye Tom went for two. And once again, I'm going to go with what I said about Joe Panic. Is Kaye Tom a dynasty guy? I don't know. He's better than Joe Panic. Rene Rivera went for three. Tom Murphy went for ten. Tom Murphy's actually having a terrible year. He was a guy in AL only. They were talking about him being a top four or five catcher. In the league. I don't know. Robel Garcia went for two. This is dynasty. Jake Bowers went for 77. I can almost see that. If you have a lot of money, Luis Torrens went for 15, and Bruce Steckenrider. And this is what I always say every week. And I'll say it every week as long as I live. Because the one week I'm not podcasting, rest assured, I'm dead. Drew Steckenrider, and I thought he retired, went for 57. Drew Steckenrider had a save this week. So automatically when a guy gets, like Archie Bradley got a save today. Now our guy's... I mean, I don't, he's probably uh, adoptable in most leagues. He's probably taken in most leagues. But our guy's going to spend a lot of money on Archie Bradley because he got a save today. And Jose Alvarado pitched the eighth inning. And it was interesting. Jose Alvarado pitched the eighth inning against the heart of the order. And Archie Bradley came in in the ninth inning. And, yeah, pitched to the seventh, eighth, and ninth hitters. So, I don't know. Uh, only one FAAB in Storks NL only. Jesus Sanchez, and I was a little surprised. He only went for six. That's a $5 minimum. The only bid in that whole week in that league. Jesus, in the league, I'm in now ninth place. I can't say I'm in last place anymore. Next week, I'd like to be saying I'm in seventh. And you can live this with me. Everybody on the site can live this with me. It would be... And Chicago, the greatest comeback of all time. Come on. I'm kind of serious about it. All right, back to. Uh, FAAB for my 15-team redraft. Wander Franco. Yeah, you know, in a redraft, I, I put in, like, and stupidly, I should have put in more. Not 
you know, he, I put in like $73, I think. Wanda Franco, and if anybody, while I'm doing this, could put in, it's a $1,000 FAAB. What did Wanda Franco go for? Let's see if anybody knows. I put in for $73. Of course, I didn't get him. So I'm going to leave that out there for a minute. Johan Oviedo went for 92 Abraham Toro went for, and I like this guy, this kid in the redraft. Abraham Toro's going to get some PT, as Dick Vitale would say. Clint Frazier went for 47 and I'm not a big supporter of that guy. Luis Torrens went for 33 and I think that's because Tom Murphy hasn't, okay, Andrea, you know something, you know something, he went for 350 Dollars, he did. I'm surprised. I went for seventy three, knowing I wasn't going to get him. Did I want him? Ah, I could have. It wasn't going to go that high. Lamont, Andrea Lamont Wade went for twenty three, and it was weird. He was Andrea, Andrea Lamont Wade was was sent to the minors by the Giants, and then called up when Brandon Belt went on the IL. Vladimir Gutierrez went for thirteen. Caleb Smith thirteen. Matt Manning seven, and. My favorite guy in the world named Chaz, except for Palminteri, Chaz McCormick, went for three. Chaz, if anybody could put a picture of Chaz Palminteri on the site, I mean, he's, a, he's an interesting looking guy, let's say that. And he was the father of, on that Law and Order show I'm talking about with Christopher Maloney, Chaz Palminteri played the father of, what's that guy's name, Dermot Mulroney? Was that him? No, is that, that's not him. Dylan McDermott. He played the father of Dylan McDermott. And on the Ferris wheel, Dylan McDermott killed him. Killed his father, Chaz Palminteri. And Chaz McCormick. Thank God for the Astros he didn't kill Chaz McCormick. Because that would have been bad, I think. Uh, Zach Wheeler had seven scoreless innings today. And now has 130 strikeouts and 25 walks on the season. And a 220 ERA. Do you think the, the Phillies made a nice signing there for $118 million? They're probably saying, wow, I can't believe it. Yeah, but Matt, $10. What's $10 to guys like us? I'll send you a check for 50 and we'll make five. I will. Give me your address. And we'll make five transactions. We'll talk about them, though. Because well, it's not the league where you have a million guys are like free agents. There's literally a million guys on a free agent wire. You know, I, I think that, what's his, I think Sandy Alcantara was on that free agent wire at one point in time. Daniel. And how about this? Kyle Muller. Now, isn't Kyle Muller like about 6'7"? I saw him on the mound his first starting. Hey, he looked big, let's say that. Kyle Muller, in his two major league starts, has given up two hits in nine innings. I mean, that's something. No, you can't. I'll tell you right now, if you can get anything for Strasburg, I would do it. I stayed away from Strasburg in my leagues this year, and I posted it on Roto Imbeciles that we should stay away from him. Still, he did go for premium dollars in the leagues. In the, I'm in the four NL onlys I'm in. He wasn't kept in any league. He was drafted in every league. Uh, in 221 at-bats, and are we going to call this a bad two-year, $24 million signing by the Brewers? Jackie Bradley Jr., 224 at-bats is now up to 151. I'm saying, I don't care how many fly balls you can catch out there. You could have signed Kevin Pillar for $3 million. Who, and I said that before the season. 
why more teams weren't looking at Kevin Pillar and Jackie Bradley gets two years, $24 million. And of course, I don't know that Jackie Bradley's going to be hitting 151 on June 27th. No one could know that. Only Andrea knew that Wanda Franco went for a little more than 340. No one knew that. I know, but that's crazy. I thought he was looking for like a five-year, $80 million deal. And that I would have quit fantasy baseball if that happened. That was That's crazy. Come on. Two years, $24 million was a lot for Bradley. He's hitting 151 for the season. Since June 1st, my guy, my guy. I want to talk about my guy, my guy. Akil Badu was my last pick in my eight-round supplemental dynasty draft this year. And now guys are actually offering me some dopey guys for Akil Badu. Come on. Let me tap myself on the back for a change. Usually, I'm nine out of ten times, I'm way off. And the other time, I'm close. Come on. For God's sake, since June 1st, my favorite American and action hero, Akil Badu, is hitting 351 with a 904 OPS and four stolen bases. Come on. Oh, my whole life now, at my age, Daniel, they're all maintenance days for me. No, I know Mitch. And Mitch, come sign in. Come on, Mitch. I sign into your show some Mondays. I try to get on every Monday for at least a minute or two or sometimes an hour when I could. And how about I spent $36 on this following player in my AL only, in one of my two AL only. And guys are like on the site, and I don't know why. Guy, they trash talk me for $36. Obviously, someone spent bid $35, or I wouldn't have bid $36. I'm not going to jump a bid from $30 to $36. Basically, at $30, you're going in increments of $1, not $5. I don't want anyone that bad. Raphael Devers. Went for $36 from yours truly in one of my AL only. That I'm, that league I'm not doing as well. But his stats are pretty good. 52 runs, 19 homers, 64 RBIs, and three stolen bases. Raphael Devers. Yeah, he's a good one. And I could sign him for a two-year deal at $46 for the next two years. But no, I think I could buy him back for 36 again next year. If I really wanted to, Mitch... Come on, Mitch. Really? I love guys now. Yeah, I mean, what's this? Guess Selena. They were saying about someone on one of the sites. It's a well, and it might have been George. I don't think it was George Springer, but it's a well-deserved day off for so-and-so. And And I wish I should have wrote it down. He started 11 games in a row. Cal Ripken Sr. right now is turning over in his grave, for God's sakes. Come on. What did Cal Ripken play? Like over 2,800 consecutive games, something like 2,850. I don't even know. I could be off a little, but come on. And now the guy started 11 games, and the guy on the site, not my site, thank God, because that guy would have been off my site. He's saying he deserved a break. He started 11 games in a row. Come on. That's crazy talk. And as I said, and I'm going to go back and look to see if he was traded, Eduardo Escobar. Not in the starting lineup today for the Diamondbacks. And you're not resting him. He's been on the IL a couple times. Buster Posey goes two for four. Buster Posey. He's hitting 326 with 12 homers. Only 27 RBIs. But he's had a, this is unbelievable. If 
I, mean, I can't think of anybody right now, but Buster Posey has to be up there for comeback player of the year. And I know he didn't play last year. And Joe Ross didn't play. And those guys are up there in comeback players, player of the year. Or comeback players of the year. Yeah, it's not years. Uh, but Eduardo Escobar, nothing, no news on him yet. I still think he goes to the White Sox, and it happens tonight or tomorrow. And I'll, believe me, I'll be crying a little bit. My, from One of the guys, I have him in both of the ALs I'm in. One, I'm in second place. The other, I'm in ninth. Cole Irvin, three hits and two walks over eight scoreless innings. That has to be the best game of his career. Cole Irvin. Come on. And Daniel, I'm just want to get it going again. You picked up. Um, I know it's hard to, uh, you can't drop Adlai Rutschman to pick up Buster Posey, but maybe you could pick up someone else to pick up Posey. I, don't, I just like the name, of course. I'll tell you what was a big loss this week. Buster Posey, I'm going to say this, and that's a great question. It was like Joe Maurer. After like six or seven years, we're all talking, we're all writing, you know, carving Joe Maurer's bust. For the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. But, you know, catchers, and no pun intended, it catches up to you. That squatting behind the plate. Jason Kendall could have been a Hall of Famer in his first six or seven years. A lot of catchers like that. Uh, Joe Maurer, we said. Buster Posey is having a resurgent year, but he's going to need a few more years like this. The one guy that is a Hall of Famer, the one catcher playing that's a Hall of Famer, in my opinion, and you might disagree, is Yadier Molina. Yeah, a lot of people thought Posey was done. He didn't go for much money in any of the leagues. But because he's a catcher, and he plays a lot, he was drafted in every NL I'm in. But this was a big loss. Now, speaking of big losses, Aaron Saval sprained right middle finger. So I guess he won't be flipping anyone off with that hand anyway. He's expected to miss four to five weeks. He was the first pitcher. Now, if you had this guy... Before the season, as the first pitcher in baseball to reach double-digit wins, you probably could have made like $8,250 on a $100 bet. Aaron Savali was the first pitcher in baseball to reach 10 wins this season. He's 10-2, and two, a 332 ERA, a 106 whip, 76 strikeouts, 23 walks in 97 and two-thirds innings. I didn't realize he didn't stri- he doesn't strike out a lot of guys. He has a 182 ERA and an 099 whip over nine starts. Or something like Oh, no. That was the first nine starts of his career in 2019. Yeah, we all thought he was going to be good. He has a 332 ERA this year and a 106 whip. What am I saying? But, uh, yeah, Jim Rice, of course. I can't call anymore. I'm banned from all sites to call in. I just use work as an excuse. But even though it's true, that was a long, let me, let me tell you, no one had a longer week than me this week, except maybe for Mal Powell, of course. On Wednesday night, my very own Mike Tauchman had a chance to tie a major league record with six strikeouts in a game. Very good chance. It's only been achieved eight times. And of course, they're all an extra inning games. What's his name? Jeff Jenkins did it from the... Brewers, right? That was his name. He's a left-handed hitter. Jeff Jenkins, and an interesting-looking guy. Also, Sam Horn, big Sam Horn from the Red Sox. Who King Hap was 
a big fan of, I'm sure, in his day. Literally, he struck out six times. Mike Tauchman had two strikes on him, and he belted a three-run home run off of Junior Guerrero. And anybody named Junior in baseball should give up a three-run home run to a guy that's already struck out five times in the game. But it's weird, not 13 in a game. And that's that's a big game for na- nowadays with the runner on second base and extra innings. In that 13-inning game, the giant batter struck out a total of 19 times. Taupman five times. Mauricio Dubon. And he sounds like he should be an actor. Well, I was going to be an actor. And I was going to learn how to fly. There's a Harry Chapin. Long Island Expressway. Mauricio Dubon struck out four times. This was some, a weird note, and I just want to throw it out here. And this guy was fantasy useful for quite a while. King, King Hat, don't bullshit me. Tanner Roark was signed by the Braves a couple weeks ago, and they purchased his contract. He had a, he, after the Blue Jays released him in May, Atlanta got in on him real quick. And that's the this, that's worst contract than Jackie Bradley Jr., he also signed a two-year, $24 million deal with the Blue Jays before the 2020 season to give them a 675 ERA and a 168 whip in 55 innings over the totality of that contract. And they finally just gave him the old, we've had enough of you, and they just washed their hands of him. The Braves also called up Jesse Chavez. I know, Jesse Chavez. It's hard to believe he's been around for, since King Hap was... Probably still in high school, for God's sakes. I mean, Jesse Chavez, he's played for nine teams. He's played for three teams twice. The Braves, the Rangers, and the Blue Jays. That's hard to believe. He must be a great clubhouse guy. What I remember, Jesse Chavez, I picked him up in my 11 expert and my NL only a couple years back when he was with the Cubs and he came over and no one wanted him. That was his best work ever in 2018. In that half a season, 39 innings, 26 hits, a 255 ERA, a 106 whip, 42 strikeouts, and five walks. That was 32 games worth of Jesse Chavez for me. Of course, the Cubs didn't try to resign him, and he went back to the Rangers. His war during that splendid and spirited time was 2.0 of his career, 3.4. Oh, yeah. oh, Edwin, come on, Edwin, there's no way. Edwin Jackson's first game ever, and you remember, was on his 20th birthday. And that was kind of famous at, it, at the time. And he was, he was a big-time prospect. That was against Randy Johnson. And he, actually, Edwin Jackson, we thought, was going to be a little better than he was. But let's just say this. He ended up, yeah, roar, because he's terrible. Come on. He's terrible. I've got you, Mitch. Under my skin. Uh, Dean Kramer. He's part of my, my, in my minor leagues in my 20-team dynasty. I, might, I picked up some dopey... I put in for some dopey guys this week. I want to see if anyone's heard of these guys. I don't even know how to figure out how you can see who I put in for. It doesn't go in till tonight. Let's see. Pending transactions. Can this be? Who did I put in? I'm hoping no one in my dynasty league is honest. I put in for... It, I'm thinking Elvis Andrus has probably seen his better days with Oakland. I like the AAA shortstop for Oakland, a guy named Nick Allen. And I put in for $23. 
Nick Allen, let's call him a rich man's Tony Campana. Obviously, Tony Campana was an outfielder. I put in $9 for Domingo Acevedo, who was original, who was on my original Dynasty team when he was in the Yankees minors. He's now in Oakland, and they called him up this week. I put in $26 for Lars Newtbar from St. Louis. Remember, no, Lars Newtbar sounds like a Swedish candy. And I put in, I, I, might, I could always cut these guys. It's a th- I have $864 left, and I was having a little fun. I put in $4 for Jake Berger from the White Sox, a former first-round pick. He was a big-time prospect like five or six years ago. Jake Berger and a third baseman. But then I'm going to have to cut guys in that dynasty league. I'm going to have to actually cut guys. I, this week, I cut Michael Hermosillo, who was part of my original dynasty team. Michael Hermosillo, I know, he's on nobody's dynasty team. But I'm going to have to cut guys in my minors. I'm not going to cut Elvis Andrus, who is on that team. I mean, you know, I have three catchers in my minors. Andrew Knincer, easy for me to say. Raphael Marshawn from the Phillies and Chadwick Trump. I kind of like Chadwick Trump for some reason. The guys I'm thinking of dropping, if I pick up all these, I may not even get any of these guys, especially if guys are listening on Facebook. And I know I know there's a few of you on Facebook right now because I see you getting in touch with me while I'm on. And I hear it in the headphones. Luke Williams I have in my minors. Jose Marmaleo, Shogo Akayama, Seth Brown, Luis Gonzalez. Not the Diamondback. Um, I have Dean Kramer. I may just cut him. Sam Delaplane, who's gonna, and that that sounds like an air. That sounds like you know a small aircraft. Sam Delaplane. It really does. I'm telling you. Oh, Jake Berger and Seth Beer, man. Right now, I did it my way. Daniel. That's why I have no friends right now. All my friends are in the chat room. Malpal, Matt Hooper, Daniel Kinghack, Lenny Melnick, Andrea. These are all my friends. Douglas, guest Sonia, Mitch, of course. And Mitch could be the captain of that team. Uh, the other guest that was in, guest Selena. Guest Selena. That was the song by... Uh, no, of course I'm going to keep Luke Williams. Luke Williams. He's had a pretty good Little run there. He doesn't play a lot. But Dean Kramer, this week, he's on my bench, of course. He's on my minors. One-third of an inning on Thursday evening. Two hits. And you say, well, two hits isn't bad. But then you look at the rest of his numbers. Five walks and six earned runs in one-third of an inning. He has a 725 ERA and a 161 whip. Now I'm saying to myself, if you're Dean Kramer, would you be a little upset that the Orioles, the team that, You've come up through the system with, and you've done your work all the time. You're pitched every five days. Yeah, you stink. But you're pitching every five days. You go out there. You give them one-third of an inning and six earned runs. And you say to yourself, they still have Matt Harvey. That might upset me a little bit. You're an organization guy. It's not that like they signed you as a free agent over the winter. Um... Interesting trade. Actually, Keston Hura hit another home run today. I'm not sure if I like that trade. I'm not sure. I kind of like Max Freed a little bit. I just don't think Victor Gonzalez does a lot. Unless you got Hura and Max Freed, then I'd be happy for you. I mean, Chris Taylor, yeah, he's up there in the NL and runs. Chris Taylor is solid. He plays all over the place. I like Chris Taylor. I really do. I like him. I just don't love that trade because... Victor Gonzalez, who the hell is Victor Gonzalez? He's the 42nd best Gonzalez that ever played baseball, in my opinion. 
King Hap. I don't know. Best friends. Let's just, we'll call us best friends for this week. Come on, King Hap. Don't bullshit me. Well, Friday, Dean Kramer was optioned to AAA Norfolk. I know a few of the AAA teams. I was like kind of Googling a few this week. Now, what about this game? King Hap, come on. You got to be busting a gut here. Zach Davies I had on my bench in one of my two leagues. I had him in the lineup in the other league because it's you keep guys in your lineup unless they get caught or sent to the minors or hurt in that other league. I benched him in the league I'm in last place in, but he combined with three other pitchers. And we know what happened this week. Ryan Tapera, Andrew Chafin, and Craig Kimbrell. Incident Ryan Tapera of the one MVP vote last year for a no-hitter on against the Dodgers of all teams on Thursday. Davies went six innings through 94 pitches. He did walk five, struck out four. Now, this was the first no-hit. And I had to look this. I had to Google it because Douglas gets mad if I just willy-nilly throw numbers out. The Dodger-Cub game, the no-hitter Thursday, was the first no-hitter in baseball history. And I did look it up. So if anyone wants to prove me wrong, they can. Because, man, I've been wrong a lot. Three former MVPs in the lineup of the team that was no hit. Albert Pujols, Cody Bellinger, and Mookie Betts. It's the only time a team has ever been no hit with three MVPs, former MVPs in this case, in the lineup. It also featured the first loss of Walker Bueller in 24 starts. And a weird night for baseball. Thursday night, and not a big schedule. Nick Pavetta was pulled after 100 pitches. And six and two-thirds inning of no-hit ball. The only other pitcher all time for the Red Sox who has pulled at least six innings into a game and a no-hitter was a guy named Babe Ruth. And even Taco has heard of Babe Ruth back in 1916 versus the St. Louis Browns. How many St. Louis Browns are still alive? There's got to be a few, like Billy Gardner, I know. There's got to be a couple. There's got to be like a hundred. All those guys. Oh, but yeah, no kidding, Andrea. And like you said before, I'd rather have King Hap on my roster than Victor Gonzalez. Well, no, not any Baltimore pitcher I'm talking about, of course. I like Keston Hewer a little bit. I think Keston Hewer is a great buy-low guy right now. He's going to play for a while, either first base or second, because those guys are, Colton Wong is a perennial. Day to day, and he's been on the IL twice, and Daniel Vogelback's going to miss some time. I like Keston Hura. I, tr- I picked him up in Thomas's league, and then he got sent down. I dropped him, and then someone picked him up right away. It's not like I knew something. And what about this move, King Hap? And you, you like this, King Hap, I'm sure. The Mets. So, and I know you're not a Mets fan. The Mets claimed Chance Cisco off waivers from the Orioles. And I'm surprised more teams didn't put in for Chance Cisco. And I know he's not the greatest defensive catcher. And I already have a guy that's a pretty good defensive catcher in Tomas Nito, backing up James McCann, who's not a great defensive catcher, but he can hit a little bit. Chance Cisco will report to AAA Syracuse. So I did do my homework with some of the AAA teams. For the season, Cisco is hitting 154 and 65 at bats for the Orioles. Four runs, two doubles, three RBIs, and a 431 OPS. Now, I go to my, yeah, I don't know, guess Sonia. I think the Mets are in first place right now. That might make the whole division unwatchable. 
guess Sonia. That would be something if the man. I think Malpal and I have a little bit of a wager on this, and I, I'm pretty sure Malpal, I have the Mets this year. Last year I had the Mets also, and the Marlins beat them out for that. I think we'd have a double or nothing here. My friend, I went to my friend. I said, "What do you think about Chance Cisco and a Mets signing?" And this, and he's pretty good. And I had to obviously quote him. This is a quote. For my good friend, I won't mention his name. We all know him in this business. Well, the biggest problem with Chancisco coming up was that he wasn't a good catcher. We knew that. They kept him in the minors for a while to work on that to complement his hit tool. We know that too. Now he's a guy who can't hit and still isn't a good catcher. He'll probably stick for a while as a depth piece, but that's about it. That's my friend's take on Chance Cisco. What about on Friday afternoon? Of all guys, Aaron Nola. We talked about his brother a little, Austin Nola, earlier. Aaron Nola tied Tom Seaver's 51-year-old MLB record of 10 consecutive strikeouts against, ironically, the Mets. Everybody's putting in for Brad Brock after he recorded his first save since 2018. On Thursday, I tried to put in for him in one of my NL only, and three guys below me put in for him, so I didn't get him. And maybe it's a good thing. Amir Garrett got the save today, and Brad Brock gave up. Brad Garrett was someone famous, of course. Brad Garrett. Was he Robert in Everybody Loves Raymond? Wasn't that Brad Garrett? Big guy. He's like six seven. Brad Garrett. Really, and a weird-looking guy. Could have been like a Boris Karloff type, Brad Garrett. But getting back to Brad Brock, of course, his first save in almost three years when he was with the Braves. Brock had 29 of his 34 saves with the Orioles from 2017 to 2018. I want to talk more about some of the weekly stuff. But, yeah, Brad Garrett was, was Robert. On Everybody Loves Raymond. i got to just put on something by the Beatles for a minute while I... Uh, I'm lo- kind of losing my voice a little. My wife likes it when I do it. I love the piano arrangement. I used to play this. Martha, my dear. Heard it on the radio this week. Hadn't heard it in years. From the Beatles, of course. Lenny's favorite band.
Tom Lenore calls the Beatles the first boy band of all time. I don't agree with that. Adrian Garrett, if anyone wants to Google his numbers in the minors, he had some big minor league seasons with home runs. He was like a pre, pre predecessor, a precursor to Mike Hessman, who I think hit almost 500 home runs in the minors in Mexican League. Mike Hessman. And guess Sonia remembers Mike Hessman as a Met for a while, for about 10 minutes. Of course. Yeah, Adrian Garrett was Wayne Garrett's older brother. Not Robert Garrett, of course. Robert. Not Brad Garrett. Robert from Two and a Half Men. Nobody noticed his signing this week. Because Lenny, nobody mentioned this signing this week. The Indians signing Brad, speaking of Brad, Brad Peacock. I love that name. If you say it right, Brad Peacock. It's like rolls. I I got my microphone a little wet, but that's, that's another story. Uh, to a minor league contract, Peacock was, he was a pretty good swing man in their, you know, in the 2017 Astros championship season, 3, 3.00 ERA and a 119 whip, 13 and 2, 161 strikeouts and 57 walks. And a relief pitcher in 2018, he still had 96 strikeouts in 65 innings, three saves and 20 walks. I like that signing. I'm surprised Brad Peacock lasted so long and so, a sentence that said no one ever but said Brad Peacock yeah I wasn't a Brig Adbert Alzole guy I could have gotten him I was offered to him by his owner and my 12 expert 11 expert and me I'll never call myself an expert on anything except maybe life and spelling I was always a pretty good speller I gotta say and a spelling bee right even now in a spelling bee I'd be pretty good I'm telling you Something I hate spell check too because you, you cross the board out that it's supposed to say if you write a player's name and said and then you, you try to move ahead and it comes back to that same name. It's I hate spell check. I know how to spell the guys' names, and we talked about Lamont Wade earlier this week. The Giants optioned him back to AAA Sacramento. I'm doing my homework there from June 4th to June 20th. He started every game for the Giants in the leadoff spot for the most part. 15 for 58 with eight runs, three homers, nine RBIs, a stolen base, and an 800 OPS. He was recalled on Friday with, as I mentioned earlier, Brandon Belt headed to the IL. I was a little surprised the Giants would uh, opt themselves or lop themselves off of Lamont Wade. I was thinking Mike Tauchman might be a better guy to option, but he has no options left. So that's when having options works against a guy. Lamont Wade had them. The Giants knew it. Another guy that has options, too. And I was, I was, I was on a team the whole year. Lane Thomas of the Cardinals. Didn't have a, a lot of at-bats. 
Lane Thomas, he was only 5 for 48 with a couple runs and two stolen bases this year. 384 OPS for the Cardinals. It's a guy Lenny liked early in the season and a guy I liked as well. And he was pretty good in 2018 between AA and AAA. 84 runs, 27 homers, 88 RBI, 17 stolen bases, and an 823 OPS in 515 at-bats. Yes, we're talking about Lane Thomas, and that bit of prowess hasn't come over yet to the major leagues. They called up a guy, as I said, he's a Swedish candy bar named Lars Nukbar, or whatever. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce his name. I put in a, a small bid on Nukbar in my Dynasty League. I'm not because a couple of guys listen on Facebook, a small and I'll talk about it next week if I get Lars Newtbar, of course. 79 at-bats in AAA this year. 17 runs, 5 homers, 17 RBIs, 17 strikeouts, 13 walks, and a 987 OPS. It's crazy. I know it's crazy about putting in a bid. And I also put a bid for him. And Stork, I know, listens on Facebook. No, I think his mother's name is, and that's funny, that's funny because you're talking about you're making a Sanford and Son reference. Ball, you guys, Daniel, especially Daniel. I get too young to remember Sanford and Son. Red Fox, ironically, did die of a heart attack while filming or doing some stand up. He did die of a heart attack. Red Fox, art imitating life or life imitating art in this case. But yeah, I was a little surprised that Lane Thomas was on the team the whole year and only received 48 at bats. Monday night, and we talked about it, Daniel, on my site. And I'm not ever going to compare my site to the Lenny Melnick Fantasy Sports. No, I'm a poor man's Lenny Melnick Fantasy Sports site. Of course I am. Come on. We keep the membership low. And most of the guys we like to read a little bit. Monday night, you Darvish hit a milestone. In terms of games pitch, Darvish became the fastest pitcher to 1,500 strikeouts, and he did it in 197 games. The fewest it's taken anybody in Major League history, Randy Johnson had the record of 206 games. Uh, Jacob DeGrom has pitched 196 games now. I don't. I forget how many strikeouts he had yesterday. He would need. He would have needed 24 in his two starts to tie Darvish. I just don't remember him having a lot of strikeouts yesterday. Guess Sonia might know about that. I don't know. I don't know. I wish I knew. But uh, he had a chance to tie it with 24. And he very easily could do it. He's a great pitcher, as we all know. Jacob DeGrom is. And, yeah, DeGrom. But how many strikeouts did he have? What did he pitch? Was that yesterday? Yeah, so he would need 17. What's that? He would need 19 strikeouts to tie you Darvish. And he could do it. I'm not, he's the one guy that could do it. I know Mal Powell was very upset. And he didn't get in touch with me at all about it. The A sent Jesus Lazardo to AAA Las Vegas. And he, he began the year in the A's rotation, but missed four weeks. You know, in May. I think he missed a whole month of May. And the A's smartly put him in the pen when he came back. But he's, since he's been in the pen... And he should be in state pen. 10 innings, 13 hits, 11 earned runs, 6 home runs allowed. That's amazing when you pitch half your games in the Coliseum. 
That's Oakland. Ten strikeouts and four walks. His ERA in six games as a starter was 5.79. But he was pretty good. He never really could stay healthy. In the minors in 2018 and 2019, Lazardo had 186 strikeouts and compared to uh, 38 walks. Yeah, no, I'll tell you something. I'm, I'm, ta- I'm trying to get Keston Hure again in leagues. And now that he's had like three home runs or two home runs this week, people, it, it's crazy right now. Mitch, don't bullshit me. Oh, I'm, I'm on my Facebook. I got a bunch of Facebook stuff going on here. Sorry. Let me get back to the site here. And I really, you know, honestly, I have to wrap it up for now because my wife has given me the on, under the chin with the uh, sign, not of the cross, unfortunately. But one guy before I go, I wanted to talk about him. We talked about him last week at nauseum. Brett Anderson, a week ago Tuesday, had his best game in years, nine strikeouts. Most strikeouts since June 26, 2015. You know, he, he gave up 14 earned runs and five starts before that, 19 innings with 29 hits and four home runs allowed and only 10 strikeouts. So I, I loved him, I said, as a streamer versus the Diamondbacks. And I... Shouted it from the rooftops on my site. I loved him. And what does he do? What does he do? And I picked him up in the, in, in the NL only. And at that time, I was only in first place by two and a half points. He goes in inning in the third. Five hits, three runs, and a strikeout. He did leave the game with right knee discomfort. So what the hell do I know? The, Indian, uh, the D-backs ended their 17-game losing streak against Anderson. I dropped him in both. It was a rage drop. Anybody now that's smart should pick up King Hap, Brett Anderson. Because once I rage drop a guy, that's it. And you gotta be really bad. If, you, if, if, if On high heat, Chris Russo and Alana Rizzo were the hosts. For the first 24 minutes of the Monday show, Chris Russo and Alana Rizzo were espousing about negativity about the Diamondbacks. They were the first team since the 1937 Philadelphia A's to lose 40 games over a 45-game span. The Diamondbacks, as I reported last week, broke an MLB record by losing 23 consecutive road games. And now they're looking to trade Eduardo Escobar. And before I go and let me thank everybody before. Uh, I just want to see if he was traded. Yeah, because I know everybody's got, we all have stuff to do tonight. Trent Grisham was three for four, of course. Uh, Mark Melanson has 24 saves and 27 opportunities. Uh, no decision for you, Darvish. I'll tell you what, what happened to Zach Gallen. I mean, come on, two runs, two earned runs, six hits and three walks in four and two-thirds innings. 369 ERA in the season, a 126 whip from 46 strikeouts. Zach Gallant was a top 15 pitcher in NL only coming into the season. And I could have gotten a boatload for him in my 11 expert in my league. I'd like to thank everybody. Lenny, of course. Uh, I'm going to list everybody in age order. Lenny Melnick, he'd be the top six. Andrea Lamont, King Hap. Mal, the great Mal Pal. Thank you, Mal. Always, Mal Pal. You make the show better. And as to Matt Hooper, 
King Hapnick Ferrara, Taco was on, Gasolina, Gasonia, Mitch Harston. I'm missing people. I know Matt. I said Mitch. Uh, there were some guys earlier on my site, Mike Montabano. I also, I hope it's okay. I put Mike Montabano on the Lenny Melnick uh, fantasy sports sites, one of the great fantasy players of all time. Hopefully I'm alive next week to be back. Thank you. I'm not out of my 